Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colo. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am so excited for you to hear from my next guest today, Vera Bowen. Vera is such a delight. You're going to hear how her strengths of connectedness, developer, individualization, empathy, and adaptability show up in her life and her family, but especially in the amazing work she's doing with their family ranch here in the Austin area. The Shield Ranch is providing meaningful experiences for kids that have not had that kind of opportunity to enjoy a beautiful space in God's creation. Their team of folks have used the Clifton Strengths with their employees to shed light for each of them to understand the value that they bring to their work environment. I loved hearing from Vera how knowing her strengths has helped her shift from her seeing her strengths as what she says are soft strengths, that they're very crucial to their team. That's exactly the kind of experience I would love to provide for your team or your office. Over the last eight years, I've met with over hundreds of individuals and teams to help them understand more about how wonderfully and uniquely and amazing they're created. One of these workshops is called the Team Dynamic Workshops. In several hours, it sheds lights on how the person's top five Clifton strengths show up with their team. You'll learn which of your strengths could possibly collide with other people, but more importantly, how you and your strengths matter. You can go to barbaracolwell.com, my website, to find out more details about how you and your team could dive into an encouraging and insightful time together. As always, if you find this episode helpful, please share it with a friend, leave a rating or review. That helps other people know about it. Hope you enjoy my conversation with Vera. I am so excited for you to hear from my next guest today, Vera Bowen in Austin, Texas. Welcome, Vera. Hey, Barbara. So good to be here. Oh, this is just so delightful to be with you and hear your voice. And I have so much appreciated just our friendship over the years. We've known each other, I think, what, since our children were in kindergarten together and grew up going to school together. That's right. Long time ago. I know. Well, I know recently, I mean, I guess a few years ago when we first talked about Strength Finders, it was so fun to me to to realize that we had a lot of strengths the same. And when I am with anyone that has any of my strengths, and probably you've experienced this too, when they're similar, it just is like, oh, no wonder we get along so great and we enjoy each other. It is exciting to, to have that uh synergy and knowing similar worldview is very helpful. Very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you take a minute and introduce yourself, who you are, where you live, and what you do? I'm Vera Ayers Bowen. I live in Austin, Texas. I'm a mom of four grown children and grandma to two young babies And my work is around conservation of private ranch land, specifically in Austin, 
at a family ranch, the Shield Ranch, where we offer access to folks who wouldn't otherwise necessarily have access to rangeland and our specific program that we host on the ranch is called El Ranchito in the summers for children from Title I schools and it's a fully scholarshiped camp, residential camp. And then we've built a new facility that hosts that camp called the Campsite at Shield Ranch and that offers year-round programming for a variety of people, um, nonprofits, churches, uh, businesses to do meeting and, and strategic thinking in off-grid facility with programming focused on nature immersion. Wow. That's, that is just so exciting. I love just hearing about all that's happening out there. I would love, let's, I want to hear what your top five strengths are, but I want to, I have a few few more questions about all that too, but tell me what your top five Clifton strengths are and kind of like how you learned about it and what, how that's made a difference for you just in the things you'd love doing or not doing and just kind yeah. of that's been yeah. Well, um, the first time I took Strength Finders was probably mm, 10 or 12 years ago. And it was an exercise um, that my spiritual director that I was working with, we were just getting to know each other at the time, at that time. And that was one of the ways in which we began that process and found it so helpful on my spiritual journey through the years, just to understand the things that are true about my gifts and perspectives and experience, how I experience the world. And then more specifically in my work, our staff uses strength finders as a team building tool. And I've found it profoundly helpful in that context, especially across a wide spectrum of backgrounds and um, experiences to find common, a common language and tool that we can use to build community with one another and really steward each other's gifts in our workplace. So I've had kind of a personal and then a professional experience with with the strength finders and my top five are connectedness, developer, individuation, empathy, and adaptability. Yeah. So what, what do those look like? Like when you first learned about them, like how did you, like you said, it helped you understand a lot about yourself. So what kind of, what were some of those aha that moments you had? Well, I think that my number one being connectedness made all the sense in the world because I love finding connection, whether it be between people and and common interests, but also differing interests. I get really excited when when seemingly different things can or different perspectives can find a common meeting place. That's really exciting to me. I in my work in sharing a natural space with others. I love to introduce that space in a way that invites connection to place and for people who are in that space to have an experience that deepens their understanding of the created world and their connection to the creator. So that is deeply meaningful to me. 
I laughed that adaptability actually changed. I mean, it used to be my number two when I first took this, and that was at a time when I was raising four kiddos as a single parent. <laughs> yeah, juggling lots of balls. Yes, and so I love that. That made me laugh. It's now not quite as necessary, so it's fallen down lower, which I think is really uh, responsive and interesting that the testing does that. <laughs> um, and then developer and individuation. Yeah, I, I love getting to know people deeply. And I think parenting and also as a grandparent and also when I was managing people in my work, I loved getting to know what was unique about them and, and my grandkids, what is unique about them and really thinking of creative ways to cultivate that uniqueness and bring that to the forefront rather than trying to make more of a everybody's alike. Uniqueness. Yeah. Yeah. So and uniqueness really excites me. And yeah. and yeah, the development piece. I loved when I was managing folks, you know, knowing what their personal goals were and what they desired for their work and seeing where we could as an organization help them reach those goals and how we could facilitate them making time to do that on their own as necessary too. So yeah, that made a lot of sense to me. And then I think empathy, I've come to understand at different levels. Like I, I wasn't surprised that I had empathy from just personal relationships, but one way that I've come to understand it and my work is around fundraising and I do a lot of fundraising. And at first I thought, oh, I would never want to do fundraising. And that just kind of was something I had never dreamt of doing. And when I actually felt called to do it and began engaging in this capital campaign, we're just finishing, I realized I love it because the way I approach fundraising is seeking out people who have an excitement about something that we're doing and giving them ways in which to engage in that. So it's very relational and very connective and, and authentic in that sense. So that's been kind of a treat that I didn't, you know, a way that I didn't know mm -hmm. that would play into my gifts. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Kind of like you're saying, just helping see what they're, what they care about and having, like you say, an opportunity to jump in in a significant way with their funding. And yeah, that's great. Yeah. And, and to get excited and be with them in it and just share that is really meaningful. Mm -hmm. And likewise, just to be so understanding of people who've chosen not to engage because it's not something they're particularly interested in and to be excited for them to find that other thing, you know, and uh, a lot of acceptance around that. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's been fun in my work. And I'm just so grateful for this particular quality or gift or strength as far as the way it supports my desire and, and the other gifts I have, especially around connection, because I think empathy supports those other strengths in a way that's meaningful. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know, as the title of this podcast, Embrace Your Strengths, um, <laughs> what I would love to hear, like what that has looked like for you as you, over the years, as you learned about these, or maybe even before you kind of knew what they were, has this shifted kind of how you see things that, that are your strengths? Yes. I think it's been a real uh, journey, a real important part of my journey of kind of understanding my gifts and learning to steward them and celebrating what are my gifts and recognizing those things that aren't and looking for those and others when I need collaboration on a project or something to be able to see someone else's gifts. I, my experience was my, all of mine as is obvious are within the relational category. And I think our culture tends to value a lot of, of strengths that I don't have and Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I'm kind of heavy in one area in, in structure of, of this testing. And I think that's true to my experience. You know, there was a lot of places in my life where I didn't have um, perhaps the strategic thinking or more analytical thinking. I don't have those either. Thank you. (laughs) That's why we like each other. That's right. But, and so, because I didn't have them, I, I, it was more of a scarcity mentality than an abundance. Like I didn't, I didn't know to look outside of myself for that and other people, and then to bring what I did have as a strength. And so I just feel like this is tool has really helped me accept what I do bring to the table and to find those opportunities that use those strengths best and to celebrate the strengths I don't have and others and mm-hmm. to look for that if in a work situation I need some um, strengths that I don't have to be eager to find out who does and partner up with them. Latch on to them. Yeah. So I think it's really this tool's helped me transform kind of that like, oh, I don't have those things that are so highly valued. And to say, oh, but it's okay because somebody else has those and they might need some of the things I bring mm-hmm. and just elevate what is mine to a place of dignity or, um, yeah, just an alignment of trusting that my creator created me the way that I am for a purpose. Yeah. And I guess that gets back to connectedness to, you know, just believing that my uniqueness is a value and, and, being at peace with that and accepting and celebrating those things that are unique to who I am. Yeah. Well, I know when we talked earlier, you mentioned kind of, kind of a little bit how you were shifting kind of like how you just mentioned, but in meetings, like maybe when you might not speak up as much, or I can't remember how you explained that, but. Yeah. Well, I think we were talking about, yeah, that, that sometimes in more professional settings, some of my gifts, which could be seen as some more soft skills or emotional intelligence, perhaps would be another way to say that, in a more professional setting might 
not necessarily be the voice that is the loudest in a room. And I kind of took cues from our culture about that until I have been in some really wonderful trainings where my voice was really called out and, and said that the balance, uh, my, my strengths were really needed to balance the heavy strengths of strategic thinking and other strengths that were in the room and were louder. And it was a really beautiful experience for me for my voice to be called out. Mm, And I love that for me to be asked to carry um, in one setting of a team that meets regularly kind of to be called out as the person who, who holds the heart Mm. of that team. And I just, I just feel like that was so generous of the team to entrust me with that and validated my, my gifts in a way that has helped me. Yeah. Just be more accepting and also feel more called to use my voice and to care in a, in systems that, you know, before I kind of thought were self-sufficient and didn't necessarily need me. So Mm. (laughs) I think that, I hope that's clear. Yeah. That's so powerful. I, I love that because I do think kind of depending on the, the work setting any person can be in, but there's always certain things that are kind of seem to rise to the top that, that are maybe needed in a certain job. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, like to your point, it's like every team needs, needs all these different 34 strengths of mm-hmm. what all of them are. Mm-hmm. But um, I know, cause I've, I've felt that at times when, you know, I've had feelings or gut gut notions about something, but maybe there wasn't really a space to voice that. And Mm -hmm. so that's so encouraging to have that opportunity and to, to be seen. And like you say, to have your voice called out, that's, that's Mm -hmm. really powerful. Yeah. I'm very grateful for that. And yeah. And I think it's, it's helped me want to do that for others. Mm -hmm. You know, when I see it, a strength that they have that is, is unique that we, that we need. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We all want to know who we are matters and mm -hmm. it's at work, it's at home, Mm -hmm. wherever it is. And when you think about being at your best with all of these five strengths together, what comes to your mind? Like, have there been certain um, situations or opportunities that you think, oh, wow, I was just in my jet stream using all my strengths. Yes, I would say personally, it's uh, right now, I'm really experiencing that with my grandchildren. Mm. They're just one and almost two, so they're tiny, but they just seem, it just seems when I'm in, when I'm one-on-one with them and able to just devote my full attention to them and to knowing that it feels so extravagant. Mm. You know, just I leave that time going, oh my gosh, it's <laughs> pure joy. And I do think a lot of what's going on is those strengths coming into play and 
seeing their uniqueness and connecting with them and seeing them connect in nature. And, you know, all of that just hums such a beautiful song in my heart. Um, Mm. And I experience it professionally. I think when I'm sharing the vision of our project at the ranch and my hopes and dreams for people to have connection in that place, the way that I have and the way that I've had healing in that place through my connections and just a deep desire to share that with others. That feels when I'm communicating that it feels like I'm using all of those strengths together Mm. and um, it has deep meaning. I feel that way also when I talk about beauty or experience beauty with someone else, I, I feel that connection and Mm. resonance, I guess. I feel really joyful when that happens. Yeah. I know, I think you mentioned earlier too, about just when you are at the ranch and some of the kids that are there, like in the particular swimming hole or whatever, tell, tell me about that again. Yeah. There's a particular um, family swimming hole where my mother swam as a child and my brother and I swam with our friends when we were growing up and uh, my kids and I have swam and now my grandbabies and I have swam and just, it's such a powerful place of joy and excitement and fun in my life. And when I get to be there, when our campers are there and they're experiencing that joy and I hear the laughter and shrills as the minnows nibble their feet or whatever (laughs) happens in that moment, there is such delight in my heart. I mean, I just think that is like, you know, just that so many of those strengths kind of singing together. Yeah. It's really exciting to me. Well, and we had the joy of swimming in that hole recently. I mean, I guess a year ago when we were watching your lovely grand dog, Hank, <laughs> Yellow Lab. And I guess y'all weren't there, but you said, oh, you can go down to this spot. And it was like that, just what you describe. Our My grandchildren were with us and it was it was pure joy for Hank. I mean, we loved watching Hank jump into the water and these sweet grandkids loved being with Hank and it was it was like that. And it there's that's so fun to have that vision of those campers, like you said, experiencing that and maybe they've never ever had that kind of experience before. Yes. I mean, except for those that return, which we have a lot of kids that come back year after year after year, which is even a more exciting thing because, you know, a lot of them refer to it as home. You know, they feel like they're coming home when they come back to the ranch. I love that. But yeah, when they first experience that, I I, I would say the majority of them, it, it is unique to their, to their life experience to swim in that kind of clean, clear, natural water. That's neat. Well, I know you mentioned a little bit, but I didn't get all the details, but when, how did the vision for this happen? Was it, was it really your vision or kind of a group 
effort, vision, like how long was that till these kind of opportunities are have come <laughs> to fruition for the campers? We take a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> the idea was a long time ago, huh? That's right. Our first master plan we did on the for the ranch was in the eighties. Okay. And that's when we first thought, hmm, maybe one day we could do a camp. But of course, back then that the ranch was seemed so much further out. It's at Hamilton Pool Road near 71. So mm-hmm. now their neighborhoods all around and expanding and turning to the community to, to share is, is a much um, more obvious posture to be taking at this time because we have so many more neighbors. But the camp itself, we started 17 years ago. This will be its 17th year. Mm. And the vision to build a permanent facility that then would allow us to offer more programming on the ranch came about in a visioning process we did with three generations, including uh, my four children, my brother and I, and my parents. And in that process, we decided that this was, it was time to build Mm. that facility. So that's been since we did that over two retreats, family retreats in 15 and 16. Mm. And then yeah, began the process of finding the design team that caught the vision that we had to make it an off-grid, beautiful, sustainable place. And then the permitting and COVID and raising the money. And then we opened this past October. Wow. Yeah. It's so exciting just to, just to think of just the impact that's going to have on so many people for years and years to come. Well, I hope so. I hope it it is comes a beacon of restoration and wellness and healing and goodness, yeah, for the community. I'm curious if many of your kids or their spouses have taken the Clifton Strengths assessment. I know a few of them have. Yeah, some of them have, but we haven't done it as a family process, although there have been rumors and mumblings that that could be really fun. And I think, I think it would be, I think this is a good prompt for me to think that we might move in that direction. I think it'd be really fun to know that about each other and see where the surprises are and the ahas. And yeah, yeah, I think it'd be really fun. Yeah. I've met with um, a couple families and talked with them about their strengths. It is like any, you know, any team or anybody you do it with it. It's, you just learn a lot. And, um, one, one family I did it with several of the children had a lot of the strengths of the mother. And I thought, well, that was interesting because sometimes we do pass on some of our leanings and tendencies, but I thought, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, that is. I, I would love to do that. I think it could be really fun. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if you have any particular advice for anybody that has any of your strengths or lives or works with anybody that has some of your strengths. Well, I think for anybody who has similar strengths, yeah, to just to pay close attention to those places of joy and and to make those connections 
to your strengths. I think that's where the real meaning has come to me is to use it as kind of a discernment tool. And then for those who love someone who has these gifts, <laughs> I, I would encourage them to, to value them and to celebrate them and to, yeah, see, steward them, mm-hmm. make room for them. Yeah. Cause I'm sure you've experienced there. Some people do value the differences, but some people don't and they're mm-hmm. threatened by it or they minimize it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, even as just talking about this idea, because I think we just want to be understood and we think, doesn't everybody think the same way we do? And alas, they don't. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think we embrace that idea. Yeah. But I do think it is, especially with the connectedness, I do think bringing voice, speaking up and is part of that, not just a kind of personal ahas. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a place culturally, especially right now, mm-hmm. where people with that strength have an important role to play because I think it does bring an a, a, a way of seeing that is needed right now to bridge differences mm-hmm. and to find commonalities. I think, I think that's a really important, a really important voice to have in the room right now and yeah. important gift to try to, to bring together rather than silo culturally. Right. Well, and one of my friends describes that particular strength because I have that one too of it's a meaningful, a thread that ties together meaningful things. And it's just like, we just see the connections between ideas or people. And, um, and like you're saying, everybody doesn't see that. Mm-hmm. And I like that to mm-hmm. kind of clarify that or, um, help others see like, yeah, these things all relate in this certain way or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think empathy too. I just feel culturally you know, we could we could use a lot more empathy with one another and understanding one another and mm. being an acceptance of differences right now. So, well, um, I know, like when I meet with people and talk about, you know, these are your talents until we put time and effort and energy in them to become our strengths. Like using them more, like Malcolm Gladwell says, anything you do 10,000 hours, you'll become an expert at. And I'm wondering if there's anything in particular that comes to your mind of that you've done to use or develop any of your strengths more. Yeah, I do. I mentor people in a program and I feel like that really has helped me kind of developed individuation piece and the developer piece in a way that is practiced. Yeah. Um, because I speak to them on a regular basis and I find that it really does. I've learned kind of boundaries and other important tools in those relationships mm-hmm. that are, I don't, I don't think I had starting out and kind of refining of those. Yeah. Yeah. 
in ways that are unique. And so, yeah, I'm really grateful for that. I've also been mentored and had that experience myself. And so, yeah, I think, I think that's a way that I've practiced those particular strengths. Well, it makes, I mean, it, it's kind of like a, seems obvious, but I think just the idea of like doing something a lot, like an athlete practices a zillion hours a day to be the great team member or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like even it, to think of that in regards to our strengths, like yeah, how I can agree. I use my empathy more? How can I, I mean, I've, I read different books or I listen to podcasts or I've taken classes and, you know, there's, there's, there's probably a lot of things we kind of intuitively go to that we're interested in, but that is, like you said, using your, developing your strength because mm-hmm. you're using it more. I think that's really well put. Yeah. That, that it is, it's one thing to kind of know what these things are and it's another thing to really be a steward of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could talk and talk about all these things, but one last question I have is what has brought joy lately to you or put a smile on your face? I've already said grandbabies, so I'll try to move. You could on. still, you could elaborate on that. Yeah. Adley, Adley and Benson uh-huh. um, bring me so much joy. And I think the wildflowers this year have mm-hmm. really just blown my mind. I think this has been the best year for wildflowers ever. And that has really brought me a lot of joy. Well, I know it's such a blessing for them to have you part of their life, loving loving on them and along with your children, your adult children too. But what a joy to have a, what's your grandma name? Vernie. Vernie. Okay. <laughs> Neither of them use it, but their parents do. So. Okay. Oh, that's great. I haven't well, heard it yet uttered from a child. I look forward to that. Yeah. Well, um, Vera, how would somebody learn about um, Shields Ranch? Yes, it's you can go to shieldranch.com and tells the story of the ranch, but it also explains the programming and the camp and our conservation practices and vision for the space. So, yeah. We welcome people there. We've just done an update. So there's all kinds of good stuff in there. Well, great. Well, thank you so much, Vera. It's just been a delight to chat with you and just hear more about you and your strengths, how that's helped you continue to be the best person God made you to be. So thank you. Thank you, Barbara. And thank you for the ways you've encouraged me in my strengths over the years. Well, you are so welcome. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. 
I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.